Welcome to the Renewing the Center podcast. My name is Chris McDaniel, and we want to thank you for joining us today. Here at Renewing the Center, we're answering God's call to work for the spiritual renewal of the church. For more information, visit renewingthecenter.org. We're glad to have you with us today. Now, let's make some space for God's renewing work. Today, we're going to look at the book of Revelation, actually Revelation 8. I'm going to read verses 1 through 5, and then we'll pray and jump in and But before I do, I just want to say this. We use as our typical rule here at Trinity or a a structural rule, the daily lectionary. And I'm an Anglican pastor. And one of the things I love the most about my tradition is that we have a three-year Bible reading plan that takes us through various books of the Bible and gets you through most of the Bible, actually, if you read it as a rhythmic uh, part of your life. And this is a great thing because the the daily lectionary will will bring you to passages like the one we're going to read today, passages that you might think, gosh, I'm not sure what to do with this. But in my experience, it's really healthy to sit with the whole of the Bible and to actually sit with things that are hard to understand maybe or uh, p- parts of the Bible like the book of Revelation that stir imagery and um, are meant to stir uh, feelings in our hearts or give us a picture of what something should feel like or be like. And today we're going we're gonna to sit with how this picture is going to shape how we should imagine or think of our praying. It, it's meant, I think, to give us a vision for prayer. So we're going to read and then pray and then just jump in and see what we can see from Revelation 8. When the Lamb opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. And I saw the seven angels who stand before God, and seven trumpets were given to them. Another angel with a golden censer came and stood at the altar. He was given a great quantity of incense to offer with the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar that is before the throne. And the smoke of the incense with the prayers of the saints rose before God from the hand of the angel. Then the angel took the censer and filled it with fire from the altar and threw it on the earth. And there were peals of thunder, rumblings, flashes of lightning, and an earthquake. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray and ask the Lord for ears to hear and a heart to respond. God, we ask you to help us to see truth in this passage of Scripture. This is a a strange Scripture, a Scripture about fire and earthquakes and a, a bowl of incense. God, we, we pray that you would help us, Lord, to see what you would have us to see in the Word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. The book of Revelation is a, a strange and wonderful book. It's full of imagery that evokes or actually is meant to evoke wonder and worship. And this passage in particular stands out to me because it actually gives us a picture of what our prayers are meant to do and what they actually do do, if you will. The prayers of the saints, that that's you. If you are a believer, you are one of the saints. You are numbered in the, the saints of God, both dead and alive, the the prayers of the saints all throughout history and time. We're a part of that number if we belong to the Lord. Well, we're told here that the prayers of people like you and me create a sweet-smelling smoke that goes up before God and actually fills the atmosphere of the throne room. And I just want us to sit with this for a moment. Uh, Wherever you are, if you're sitting quietly in your house or at your desk at work or on a walk or in your car, I want you to imagine an angel with a golden censer, a big bowl full of incense, and a big fire, and that censer being mixed with incense and prayer, 
which creates a, a thick smoke and a strong, pleasant smell. And that wafting up before and into the nose of God. What the Lord is trying to get us to see here in this passage is that our praying matters. That when we pray, we're not just throwing words up against a glass ceiling or not just working out our own anxiety. And for many of us, one of the reasons why we don't pray is that we have no vision for what prayer really does or why we've been called to do it. And sometimes what we do is actually just vent our anxiety and we feel worse after we pray. But the picture here is meant to move us to recognize that we can change the atmosphere around the heart of God, around the throne of God when we pray, that we're actually invited to contribute to the atmosphere around the throne of God. It matters. Your praying matters, which also means that when you don't pray, that matters. That prayer is meant to change things, not just events here on earth, but events in the atmosphere in the economy of God in heaven. And I believe that one of the biggest disconnects that stops us from praying is that we don't have a robust enough vision of God. And so we don't know exactly who it is we're praying to. And Jesus, who is fully resurrected. So, so that means that what Christians believe is that Jesus Christ, upon his resurrection, sits fully embodied, meaning that if you were to go there, you could touch him. You could sit with him. You could, you could feel his hand. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father. And so the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are in a space where our prayers actually go and affect that space. And so when we pray, we're not praying to an idea. We're not praying to a memory. We're not praying to a set of rules or principles or timeless truths. We're praying to Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and they actually want and need us to pray. And not only does it affect the atmosphere of heaven, our prayers, but our prayers actually affect things on earth. We're told here that our prayers combined with incense are thrown to the earth and that stuff happens. It's like a dynamic experience of thunder and lightning and earthquakes. And I'm not going to get into all the phenomena listed here in the book of Revelation and what that all means, mainly because I don't know what it means. But what I do know is that it means something. What I do know is that you're praying and mine, it actually counts. And I've got friends that are feeling burdened to pray more and more to pray for the revival and renewal of the church. Um, one of the reasons why we've started this podcast is that my wife and I felt increasingly burdened recently for the renewal and revival of the church, that God wants you to be awakened and stirred in your spirit. And to that end, I'm praying, crying out to God for it. And over the last uh, couple of months, I joined with 50 or so leaders around the world via Zoom and we gathered together and prayed for renewal and revival every week. Um, a secret, private time where men and women from around the world were coming together over an internet platform and calling out to God for revival and renewal, for his work to be done. I believe the Lord wants you to be a praying person. I believe the Lord wants each and every one of us to have a vision for how our praying uh, is meant to affect the atmosphere of heaven and the atmosphere of earth, because we see both in this passage the smell before God, and the thunder on earth. Guys, we're meant to be an animated people. We're meant to be a people who don't just walk around with our heads full of truth, but with our hearts full of an expectation that God will move in response to our prayer. And I believe that he does move in response to our prayer. 
And so I've been praying a lot lately that the Lord would forgive us for our prayerlessness, that he would give us a vision for why our praying matters. And this is where I think the person and work of the Holy Spirit is so vital and so important because some of us, our experience of prayer is just simply praying down a list and it feels dry and it feels dull. It feels like we're just kind of marching through the motions and there's not a lot of life to it. And I just want to say that if that's been your experience in prayer, it doesn't have to be your only experience in prayer. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are for us today. The Lord wants to animate not just our heads, but our hearts, so that we would pray with passion, that we would pray as if we expected that God was going to move. Remember when Jesus told the disciples to wait in the upper room at the beginning of Acts? He told them to wait with expectation. And that's kind of supposed to be the way the tone of our prayers feel, is that even when we're waiting for God to move, we're waiting with a sense of expectation, a kind of pregnant expectation that he would move. So here's what I would ask you to do. I would ask you to ask the Holy Spirit to animate your praying. I would ask you to ask the Holy Spirit to give you a sense of anticipation and hope. And then I want to challenge you to start praying for things that really matter. And I don't mean just like your cousin's aunt's uncle who's not feeling well. There's a time to pray for those things. I mean for you to start praying that God would move mountains in your life that he would free you from an addiction or a bondage, that he would break a, a pattern in your family that's destructive and hurtful, that he would give you hope, that he would heal your body or the body of someone you deeply love, that he would move in our world, in our church, in our friendships. See, we need to start putting our prayers on the line for things that actually matter. I've seen the Lord move in my own life as I've been more bold in prayer. I've seen God do more bold and provocative things. And then I know that it's him that's working. So Holy Spirit, I pray for my friends. I ask you to animate their hearts before you. I pray that you would make us bold and brave. I pray that you would give us the kind of courage to pray for things with expectation and to pray as if mountains might just be moved. Come Holy Spirit and do what only you can do. In Jesus' name, amen. If you would like to continue meditating on what you heard today, take some time to recall an idea or an image that encouraged or challenged you in this episode. When things stand out to us in God's word or in our lives or in what we're reading or in devotional talks, it often means that God is offering us his help and his guidance. When you have your idea or image in mind, carry it with you as a prayer, coming back to it in the spaces throughout your day. How does it speak to you and where you are right now? What does it say about God and what he wants for you? Speak to him about these things. Listen for his still small voice and respond to him as simply and as honestly as you can. Thanks for listening. We look forward to having you back here again with us next time at Renewing the Center.